Hi, and thanks for listening to another audio podcast from Creekside Community Church, Narangba, Queensland. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.creekside.org.au. We're off to a good start for 2023. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Well, I'll wait for just a second as the children leave and... We started a series just a couple of weeks ago called My Fantastic Five, and in this series, it's all been about my transformative goals that I've set for myself over this first part of the year and take me right through this year that I would not only survive the year, because sometimes it feels like that. We get to the end of the year and we think, oh, I just survived it. Actually, not just survive it, but we want to thrive the whole way through the year. And so I was thinking about some habits or some resolutions or commitments or things that I could do in my life that would help me not only survive but thrive throughout 2023 and make my life better and looking after my spiritual life especially as well. And I got up to number two last week and so I thought what we'd do is just a really quick recap before we get into number three. Does anyone remember what number one was of my fantastic five? That was two weeks ago. Has anyone got a memory? Josh? Make small, healthy, and wise choices every day. Who's been making small, healthy, wise choices every day? Anybody? Hopefully. Because those things, as we know, make a difference in our life. This habit is all about those small choices that we make regarding the physical things in our life and looking after our bodies, the emotional, the mental, the relational, the financial, all the different key areas of our life and how they actually have an impact on us spiritually and um, affect the way that we glorify God in our life and glorify God in our bodies as well. And so ultimately our small choices do have a make a change in our spiritual life and helping us uh, make a difference in that. So it's very important we make small, healthy and wise choices daily. There's a lot of things we can't control that are going on in our world and going on in our life and things that happen to us. We can't control those things, unfortunately. There's, you know, things that good and bad things going on around us all the time. But there's a lot of things that we can control that are going on in us and coming through us. And those things in our life are determined through our small, healthy and wise choices. Those small things that are going on in us and through us can be determined by the direction that we make in our, in our small choices throughout every day. Agreed? Yes, and we talked about that in the last couple of weeks. We, we looked at that as a number one. Number two, refresh my soul. What? Every morning, refresh my soul every morning. And this is definitely a commitment. It's a commitment I've made in my life to nourish my soul every morning before getting into other things. And the way we do that is by three different things by having Bible intake, by meditating on the word that you've been reading, and then praying that word into our life. And if you could start to do this on a, every morning as a habit, then you're going to start making small, healthy, wiser choices because God's word is speaking to you. And remember that um, those three ingredients were the key to refreshing your soul daily. And we looked at Philippians 4, 6 to 9. You read it with me, church. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And I added this little twist um, last week by saying that if you could commit to fixing your mind 
fixing your thoughts on these things of God, on his word, and thinking about these things that are excellent and worthy and praiseworthy. But if we were to add this little twist, we were to do it in the morning, do it in the morning, then it would affect our life all throughout the day. Why would it do it throughout the day? Because God is the one, imagine, God is the first one to speak to you in the morning. If God is the first one to speak to you in the morning, imagine that. Imagine first thing before you go about your day, you hear a word from God speaking into your heart. What's that going to do to your life? What's that going to do for the rest of your day when you've heard from God? I'll tell you what it does. You're going to live the whole day with a strong sense that God has spoken to you. You're going to live the whole day with a strong sense of the presence of God on your life. And uh, he's going to then help you to do what? Make small, healthy, wise choices all throughout your day. Amen? So you can see how these things start to tie together. And if you want to change your life for the better, I guarantee that you could not find a better way to change your life for the better than doing what I'm saying right now. Then spending some time with your creator God, soaping on his word, thinking about those scriptures, making some observation and some application in your life and praying those scriptures into your life and meditating on it. If, there's no better way than fixing your mind, fixing your thoughts on what is true. That's God's word and what is honorable and what is right and pure and lovely and admirable. All of a sudden, the rest of your day is going to be filled with things that are true and right and honorable and, and admirable. And, and you'll be thinking about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. You can see how starting the day like this will determine the rest of your day. Hello? Does this make sense? It's not that difficult. David said it beautifully. We looked at some great scriptures in Psalm 143. He said, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for it's in you that I entrust my life. He said, satisfy us in the morning with your loyal love. Then we will we shout for joy and be happy all the rest of our days. God wants us to be refreshing our soul in the morning so that we can be happy, what? All the day long. And then remember that we looked at this one in Psalm 5, verse 3. It says, in the morning, O God, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my needs in front of you and I wait. I wait on you, Lord. He wants us to wait on him. He wants to lean into him with faith. In the morning, lay our needs in front of him. Why? So that he can meet our needs all the rest of the day. And then it says in Psalm 119, I rise before dawn and I cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. He's saying in the morning before dawn, rise before dawn and, and put my hope in your word. Listen to his word, read his word. Let it come into your life and get to the center of our hearts. Because why? Because it will change us. He will meet our needs as we cry for help through understanding and listening to his word. It's in that place that God will meet our need. And then we know in Psalm 59, 16, he said, But as for me, I will sing about your power each morning. I will sing with the joy about your unfailing love, for you have been my refuge, a place of safety where I am in distress. When it comes to your spiritual life and my spiritual life, if I could get all of us together soaping, meditating on God's word in the morning, we will become a spiritual powerhouse, a spiritual church. And what I'm doing here right now is I'm saying, I'm not just giving you a fish to eat. I'm saying, I'm showing you where to go fishing. 
I'm not just giving you a cup of water to give you to quench your thirst. I'm saying, I want you to go and drink and learn how to drink and take responsibility. And I'm taking you to the well so that you can drink and drink and drink and grow and grow and grow yourself. You take responsibility of your own spiritual life. And what we do when we come here, we have a top-up, we have a blessing, we have an overflow of what you've been doing all week long, every morning and every day. So now, are you ready for number three? Okay, number three. My character, God's way. Say it with me. My character, God's way. This year... In 2023, I want to see my character more in God's way. I want to see God chip away at my life more and and become more Christ-like. I really want to allow God to form me um, just like a potter would take a lump of clay and form that lump of clay into something wonderful. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 64, 8, it says, But now, O Lord, you are the Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter, and we are all a work in your hand. Did you know that you are just a lump of clay? You are a a little thing of dust, and he breathed his life into you. And so he wants to form you into something beautiful. We know Ephesians 10, it says that we are his masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10 says we are his masterpiece. And I want to look different. I really want to look different at the end of this year than what I do today. And I want you to look different at the end of this year than what you do right now. Because we are in God's hands and he is forming us into something beautiful, a masterpiece. Do you remember the old Hill song? It was from back in the 90s, I think. And there were words like this, take me, mold me, use me, fill me. I give my life to the potter's hands. Hold me. Guide me, lead me, walk beside me. I give my life into the potter's hands. And my goal is to be different by the end of this year. So I give my life into the potter's hands. I want him to form my character. And there's a whole bunch of areas I want him to form. But before we do that, I want to do a little activity with you. I want you to describe a few things. I was thinking about different types of fruits from around the world, and I found some great photos of some fruits, different types of fruits. And I just want you to maybe turn to someone next to you or a little group around you, and I want you to describe, use some descriptive words of describing the kind of fruits that we're going to put on the screen. And just tell me, amongst yourselves, turn to each other if you could do that. Up here on the screen, we've got some papaya. And um, I want you to use some descriptive words. I want you to do this in 10 seconds, okay? So we're not taking a long time here. 10 seconds, go for it. Some descriptive words. What do we got there? Colors, shapes, tastes, size. Descriptive words, okay? I'm going to put another one on the screen, and here we go. You ready? Describe this. Give us some descriptive words. I don't even know what that one is. Dragon fruit, maybe? I'm not sure. Is that dragon fruit? All right. Okay, here's another one, everyone. Oh, who likes a custard apple? Yes. Come on, give us some descriptive words over this one. 
Oh, yes, everyone loves, hopefully, loves a custard apple. Too expensive. They're just too expensive to buy and enjoy them. All right, exotic fruits. All right, there's another one. Ah, delighties. Yes, let's describe them. Give us some nice descriptive words. All right. Here's another one. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic photo. I don't even know what that is, but... These are from Thailand, apparently, or... Hairy, yes, that's a good descriptive word. All right, another one. Oh, that's an interesting one. Very exotic. Okay, and we must be getting close to the end. Oh, I thought that was just a nice photo. I thought we're just going to put that up. Isn't this God's creativity? And this is only a few of the fruits. There's so many different fruits that we could describe and so many beautiful tastes and colors and shapes and textures and sizes and all these amazing things that God has. I haven't even seen half these fruits before, but yes, they're all like, oh, what's that one? All right, give me some, everyone just shout out some um, descriptive words of a pineapple. Yes? Zingy. Oh, that's a good descriptive word. Juicy. Delicious. Prickly. <laughs> All right. So the idea of what I'm saying here is I want you to imagine now that I put a photo of you up on the screen. Put a photo of you up on the screen. And I want you to think, how would we describe you? There'll be all these different descriptive words we could use to describe you. Okay? Obviously, different shapes, heights, sizes, and all these things. But now I want you to start thinking inside of you. How would we describe you as a person? What would people see when they saw you on that screen? How would you describe you and how would others describe you? What would they see? Would they see you or would they see Jesus? There's some descriptive words that I'd like to be at the end of this year. In my character, I want to be more loving. I want you to see me and say, Troy, you are grown in love. You are more loving. You are more joyful. You are more peaceful. You are more patient. You are more kind. You are more good. You are more gentle. You are more faithful. And you're more in self-control than what you were at the start of the year. I want a photo of me on the screen and people to say, I see more of Jesus. Uh, when you get the described, when people see you, I want them to say, I see more of Jesus in you at the end of this year than what I did at the start of this year. Is that a good goal or is that a great goal? Because that's what God has called us to be, fully devoted to him as disciples. You know, the disciples would follow closely with Jesus and they would try and become more like Jesus. It says that they would walk in the dust of the rabbi. The dust of the rabbi would fall on them. It's like this. They were that close to Jesus. They wanted to become like him. Even the word Christian means like little Christ, to become like him. And so we look at this and we say, what I'm saying here is I want to be like Christ. Everyone say, like Christ. I want to be more filled with the spirit of Christ in me than I am today at the end of this year. 
more spirit-empowered than I've ever been before, more spirit-led than I've ever been before, more spirit-filled than I've ever been before, and I want to see more of the Spirit's fruit, which is what we're looking at on the screen, in my life. There's so many things. You can't just have one of these, by the way. We talk, it's, a, it's not a plural word. It's a singular word when we look at the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. It says there, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of what? Fruit. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control are the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. So you can't have one or the other, a bit of this, a bit of that. No, if you are filled with the Spirit of Christ, you are filled with the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are now living by the Spirit... Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. It's challenging, isn't it? So to form my character in God's way, I need to follow the Spirit's leading. I need to allow this to form in every part of my life. And the way I've learned to do that comes back to number two, which was? replenish my soul every morning by having Bible intake, meditating on it and praying it into my life, which really helps me to do number one, which was to make small, healthy and wise choices every day. Can you see how these are transformative habits that tie together and make me and my character God's character, the character of Christ? And so... I replenish my soul and I make small choices that are godly choices every day. I'd like you to watch a a video now. We're going to focus in for the next five, ten minutes. And I just want you to really ask God to speak to your heart right now about this theme. And then we're going to share communion together. know about you but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror I don't really see a a masterpiece you know I mean maybe a Picasso it's like (laughs) but I want to be his masterpiece I want to be everything he created me to be and so I go to him in prayer and I say dear heavenly father do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your son make me your masterpiece Jesus name I pray Amen. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. You're not God. No, I am. You said the prayer. That's how it works. Okay, okay. If you're God, then uh, make it snow in here. You know what? I really don't want to make it snow in here because it'd get kind of yucky. Yeah, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. I do. It's a Greek word. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, If you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is only five chapters. It's a very short book. Oh. Why was it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh. Okay, okay. If you're God, who's going to win the World Series this year? I'm really not into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. What gave it away? You answered my question with a question. I did? (sighs) Yeah, I do that. Don't I? I did it again. (laughs) Step right up. Here we go. Okay. All right. 
Hey, what are we doing? I'm gonna make you my original masterpiece. This is the process. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Wait, wait, what are these about? These are the tools I'm gonna use to make you into my original masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Step right up, here we go. Okay. Oh, hang on. Mm -hmm. How do you know what to chisel away and what to leave? I take out everything in your life that doesn't belong there, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of dead weight, could you chisel right here? It showed up when I was in my 20s and grew around and became back fat. I don't even know why you created that, but I can't get rid of it. I mean, I've tried everything. Like, I tried running, I tried lifting weights. My wife actually talked me into trying Pilates. That was awkward, but I can't get rid of it. So if you would just chisel around here, and then, you know what, if you chisel a line right here and maybe four to five, maybe eight lines right here, that would be awesome. <laughs> You're funny. You made me that way. I also made the platypus. The platypus? All I'm saying is most of my children, when it comes to this process, they just want to talk, but they don't want to do the work. So do you want to talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, No, talk, no, chisel. no, 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 no. I choose to chisel. All right. Through my Holy Spirit, I'm going to bring up things in your life that I want you to work on. Like your anger. Mm. I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrong way. Um, compare yourself to others instead of me. You tell little white lies because you want to people please. You're lazy. But you try to fool everybody by looking really, really busy. You have a problem with lust? Time out. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust. No, I can do it anytime I want. Hang on a second. I mean, I, I got to admit, I, mean, I feel like you've been doing some great work and I'm looking pretty good right now. All right, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, don't misunderstand me. It's just um, when I look more like Jesus, people get uncomfortable around me. I mean, even my church friends and they're like, oh, you're holier than thou, you know? And, and I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to make people uncomfortable. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. That is not what I said. It's what you meant. Yes, it is. Um, it's hard to talk to you. You know everything that I'm thinking. I'm just saying you've done some great work. Maybe we take a break, a sabbatical from each other, you know. I'll stay right here and then, you That's know. That's just it. You never just stay right there. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but never you just stay. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things in your life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, no, chisel. No, chisel, chisel. All right. But can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Now this right here, this secret sin that you keep running to whenever you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, that you think you're fooling everybody, but it's making you a whitewashed tomb. Are you ready for me to chisel this out of your life? Yeah. See, it's a process. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's your whole life. And you care so deeply about what other people think of you. It's rubbish, it's garbage. The greatest thing you're ever gonna hear is at the end of your life when you hear me say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you keep your eye on. That's the prize, heavenward. Oh, that hurts. Oh, trust me, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think you understand this pain. Pardon me? You're asking me to sacrifice a lot, God. Don't. Talk to me about sacrifice. 
I know all about sacrifice. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you've been doing for years, these empty wells that don't have anything to offer. You've been going to them and it's insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. Um, allow me to produce character where you keep focusing so much on your image. Okay, but I was thinking. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Okay, but if we went another way. Your ways can... are not oh, my ways. Oh, I can't. You can't what? I, I, I can't be good. That's your excuse. That's your excuse is that you can't be good. It's not an excuse. I can't. Oh, my child. In the beginning, I said it was good. I made you good. Be good. Yeah, but you and I both... What? Nothing. No, what is it? Nothing, okay? You wouldn't understand. I, God of all the universe, wouldn't understand something one of my children has to say. Try me. It's just, um, I let you down so many times, God. No, my child. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. Never the other way around. In this relationship, I hold you up. chisel away. Just, just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. Because I get up every morning and I look at him in the mirror and I hate who I see. Because deep inside there, this, this, this little kid who gets up every morning and dresses like an adult and I go out and I, and I try to do what I'm supposed to do, but I can't, okay? I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. And so inside is this scared, stupid little kid. But you chisel away. Just be prepared. You have listened to so many voices for far too long that were not from me. And you have totally bought into the lie, haven't you? You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night after you've done the dance to get the hug, you think you're junk. Listen to me. I don't take time to make junk. How can I show you that my love for you stretches as far as the east to the west? That How can I show you that my love for you has no end? I know. Reach in your back pocket. What? Reach in your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach in your back pocket. Oh, God. Yes? I just meant, God, I'll do that right now. You're just saying my name in vain. Come on. It's, it's a name. It's a saying. It's a name above all names. It's more than a saying. It's more than a name. I want to teach you something about my name. Reach in your back pocket. Oh, my gosh. You know what that is? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a note. I, I wrote it when I was in college. How did you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it. I love Angie. Other side. Sorry. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? 
even though you and I both know I messed up so many times. Did I hear you say you want to use me? And I feel so useless. If you'll take me and use me, then God, I give you all that I am. Take me. I love you, God. I love you too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. This salvation that you hold, I don't want it to be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. And when problems come and chaos happens, don't look at it as a, as a prison, but look at it as a father disciplines his child. A father disciplines the ones he loves. I know, but it's going to be tough. Yes, but you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you gave everything over to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God's... No, not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you, but maybe for the first time in your life, the way I see you, the way I created you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece. Let's just spend a quiet moment reflecting on that. You may like to take your communion cup and hold, hold that and invite Shane to come up and the team. I want us to just pray Ephesians 2.10 over our life today that we are God's original masterpiece. And I just want to pray as we hold on to the only way that we can become that masterpiece is through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ, what he did for us, through the power of his spirit working in and through us, forming us and making us just like Jesus. The thing I love about Jesus or God is that he accepts us just the way we are. As we saw Tommy in that video being accepted just the way he was. But the thing is, God doesn't leave us that way. When we invite him into our heart and into our lives, he gets out the chisel and the hammer and he makes us look just like Jesus. But that's a process. He makes us into his original masterpiece. And that's what he did on the cross for us. Lord, make me your original masterpiece. Lord, make me like your son, Jesus. Lord, I want to let you use the tools to chip away at me and make my character more and more just like Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you accept me just the way I am. But Lord, you never leave me alone. You are with me, working alongside me to make me just like your son, Jesus. Lord, I just want to stop right now. And I want to let your Holy Spirit bring things up in my heart and in my life, in my mind, that you want to work on. Little things that need some chiseling away. 
Lord, I want you to show me your ways. Show me your ways. Lord, show me small, healthy, wise choices I could make, changes in my life, new habits in my life to build my life on you. When I look into the mirror, I'd see Jesus, Lord. I want to see Jesus. At the end of this year, I want to see more of Him and reflecting in that mirror. I don't want to see me. I want to see you shining through. And I want others to see Jesus too. And so, Lord, I give you control as I take this communion today as just a reminder of what you've done for me. I give myself back to you. And I say, Lord, chisel away at my character and make me just like Jesus. And I want you to take it just a quietly in your timing. Take the bread, take the juice and let God do some work on your heart, on your character.